world. And um, today I'm joined with a wonderful person who is in the event and wedding planning industry. Her name is Alicia Smith. Um, and today we're going to be doing a part two of our series on wedding money saving tips. We got such a great response from the first episode. People really seem to enjoy that. And it was surprising to me because, I mean, you know, people get married, but you wouldn't think it's like that large of a demographic of people who are really interested in this stuff. But it makes sense, right? Because weddings are incredibly, insanely expensive these days. So because we got such a great response on the first episode we did, we're going to continue part two and kind of expand on what we talked about and also talk about some new ways um, we can save when you guys are planning for the big day. So Alicia, just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay. Hello, hello. I'm Alicia Smith, the owner of Eileen Events. Uh, we're based out of New Jersey. And so we serve the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania and DC areas. But of course, as always, we travel. So if you're like, hey, you want to come to California? We're there. We love to travel. Wow. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, yes. All we right. love to travel. How about out of the country, too? You oh, travel there? Yes, for okay. sure. Passport Great. ready. <laughs> Great. Good to know. Um, uh, we do wedding planning, wedding design, and then we also have our concierge service with our white glove wedding packages. Nice, nice. And so just kind of tell me, um, how you got into the wedding planning business. I know you have an interesting story. I read yes. a little bit about it. You're on maternity leave? Yes, with my son. So that was four years ago. Um, he was my first child, and I was in the hospitality industry. And, you know, you're on maternity leave. You're, like, having your first baby. So everything is like, oh, my God. And you're, like, sensitive about everything. And I was like, I want to do something that I really, really enjoyed, not just for the money, because I was making good money. Um, so I thought about everything that I've done, you know, went to school for things of that sort. And actually the only thing that I've actually done for free before was the most thing that I felt like I enjoyed when I was in California, cause I actually lived in California. Um, I used to plan parties for my friends all the time just for fun. And then I was like, I actually really like that. And then I started researching a little bit more and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do like parties. Like, let's do it. Let's like, and so I like immediately like thought of a company name, thought of, like, all my packages, and all, like, just went to work, and I never went back to work again. And you love it. You're really passionate about it. Oh, yes. Cool. Every day, wake up, like, what I need to do, check my email, do this. I have to say, <laughs> you know, it's so interesting, because I never cared about weddings until I got engaged, and even mm -hmm. then, I was, like, really reluctant to start planning, because it looks so stressful from the outside, you know, and it was just something that I didn't know if I wanted to, like, delve into. Um, I was afraid, really, of all mm -hmm. the stress and, and the expenses, but... Doing it, like, now that I'm in the thick of it, it's actually pretty fun. Um, you learn a lot about your partner. <laughs> yes. And if you make it through the wedding planning phase, you will be okay. You'll be okay. Just whenever you have an argument after oh, you're married, think gosh. about that phase. It will happen. You will have an argument or two or three or four. Yes. But if you make it through, <laughs> you're going to be okay. And so, um, no, but it's really fun, you know, making the website, um, you know, making our photo album, like looking at the journey of where we started to where we've come. Mm -hmm. And then you get to know more about each other. And, you know, <laughs> that that other side. That those you little guys, nuances. Those little nuances <laughs> that you guys don't explore. So let's get into that. So okay. one thing that we recently decided that we're going to do, because we didn't have this idea before, but we're going to do a theme wedding. Okay. Um, 
And I just, you know, my wedding has always been, it's, it's been important since day one for it to be meaningful in some sort of way to me. So mm-hmm. we're having our, our, ven- our uh, event at a community-oriented venue a performing arts center in the city. Um, it's a non-traditional place, but they do a lot of like events and galas and weddings there. So I think non-traditional places are having these kind of events more often yes. nowadays because people want to think outside the box and do different things. Um, and so we're doing a Harlem Renaissance theme for our wedding. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I decided in the beginning was we were not going to spend tons of money on traditional things that, in our opinion, were unnecessary. So we're doing um, paperless invites. We're mm-hmm. not getting a ton of flowers. It's going to be a lot of fake flowers. And one of the things that I realized with having a theme wedding is you can actually save a lot of money on these, you know, different centerpieces and, and decorations when you have themes because you can make it fun and it's and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the traditional stuff. So can you kind of talk me through how you advise your clients when they're looking to purchase, you know, items for their weddings, whether it's centerpieces, pieces or decorations, what they should be looking for, where they should be looking, and how they can save on costs of actually decorating their wedding? Yeah. So the first thing is to really get into what's important to you. So if you are like, for instance, like I'm a foodie, so that's very important. And also being in the hospitality industry, I'm really big on service. So for me, I'm going to look for a venue or a catering company who gives that impeccable white service, white glove service to, like, my couples if that's important to you. So it might not be centerpieces. It might not be, you know, favors and invitations. And let's say your budget is $80,000, but you want that food to be great, like the top chef, and you want the, you know, the staff to just be like on point, plates down at the same time type experience, then you might spend your 60 or 50, you know, on just that. Just the food. Yeah, because you're like, you know, so it's like, it's knowing what's most important Mm -hmm. to you and what you want your guests to experience, whether they ever experience it or not. Sometimes that's something where, you know, I have clients to say, hey, you know, my family has never experienced this type of food. So, you know, they may or may not like it, but I went, you know, to Europe and tried this. And so I want everyone to try it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's, you know, it depends on what's important to you as a couple. Gotcha. Okay. So, but if we're talking about like setting the ambiance, right? Mm -hmm. Like what are some ways we can have a fabulous looking wedding Mm -hmm. without spending fabulous kind of money? (laughs) Um, well, let's say, let's start with ceremony, right? Mm-hmm. So it depends, like, if you're only having, like, a regular 30-minute ceremony, your guests are not going to be out there very long. You want to have a photographer, one, that can capture things in a way that makes it look grand. And two, you want to just uh, focus on the altar. Mm, gotcha. You don't have to do all, like, the owl markers and the custom, you know, owl runner and all of that. If you want to cut costs a little bit, you could just... Focus have the on photographer that altar because that's where you and your fiance is going to be for the, that's where everybody eyes for the longest period of time in that thirty minutes is going to be focusing on. Gotcha. So, um, and then with that, even certain pieces, like let's say you do go floral, mm-hmm. certain pieces can be reused in the reception. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a big one that people forget. 
Because then after the ceremony, the guests are not there anymore. So what are you going to do with those pieces? Oh, it, it always occurred. It always occurred to me that we would use the Reuse same. It. Yeah. Some people are like, no, when it's a total different design. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense, I guess, because if like, so we're having our wedding and reception in the same place. Um, so they're going to do like after the wedding, they're going to break it down and then set up yeah. for the reception. So while you're in cocktail hour. Yeah, while we're in mm-hmm. cocktail hour. So I, I get what you're saying on that. So okay. So for example, we're doing you know Harlem Renaissance scene, but if you're just looking for centerpieces just in general Mm -hmm. um if you're looking for you know one of the things i wanted to do with my wedding is you know when people think of harlem renaissance they think of like the the roaring 20s and the art deco you know sort of um attire but they don't think of the art itself or the people that were influential so one of the things i'm doing is that we're going to buy some of the artwork of people to have to have at the reception like to put on easels and things throughout mm-hmm. the reception That's and throughout the lobby. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it's, and we're not, you know, we're not getting the originals. We're going, you know, to the museum. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get. It's the, the exactly, feel, the vibe. Exactly. Frame the, what they sell in the museum, you know, and bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. The posters, I mean. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the nice framing exactly. will bring it all out. Exactly. So that's like a different idea. What are some other creative, like, less expensive ideas you can mm-hmm. think of to, like, um, to, to make your 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 dream come alive come in your wedding? Um, like, for instance, I had a bride. She does not like flowers. Mm. So flowers was not an option. We did the cupcake flower bouquets. Mm. And so then that also served as a favor. Mm. Nice. Because the guests just take off. And it was beautiful. They were, like, you know, huge because it was in, still in the pillars. Nice. And then for their sweetheart table, I incorporated, because they were a Muslim couple, so okay. I incorporated um, lanterns that were from, like, that mirrored the Taj Mahal. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah, and then it had, like, the gold, like, solid gold pieces on their table. No flowers whatsoever. No flowers. I love it. I love it. And where do you get, like, these sort of different, interesting sort of centerpieces and decorations? Mm-hmm. Where would you normally find those things? Um, I am. I go everywhere. <laughs> um, so that's something... For me, more so, I'd rather go out into the city or into stores or even certain things like TJ Maxx and Home Goods might have or like one piece. Like one might have like one piece that's like really good and I can incorporate it in a special way. Um, but that's something that I would have to go out. The internet, of course, you could find certain things, but it's just different. So you can be able to like, for me as a designer piece it together and see it because sometimes I don't go into the store somewhere knowing exactly it's like when I see it that's a perfect piece Mm -hmm. like to go with the theme and to go for this couple I have to have it what like how much of your budget should you be spending on these kind of decorations and um, by the way, I just want to make the point that by yeah. by not going floral, your bride is she actually probably saved a ton of money, like on decorations. Yes, yes. flowers can run you into the thousands. Oh yes, um, depending on what type of flower as well. Um, so I would say, again, it depends. So I always tell couples, let's figure out the must-haves first. Because let's be honest, decor is kind of a luxury, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So must-haves, you have to have a location. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone marry you. Right, right. <laughs> a pastor and officiant. Yeah. Um, you have to have food. People, you know, it's controversial, but you have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... You have to have alcohol, drug, drinks, and beverages. I have been to dry weddings. Not fun. No. Yeah. <laughs> I am against dry weddings. Yeah. 
And like I said, this couple was Muslim, but their family members weren't. And they did open bar. Mm. But they didn't drink. Like, mm. that didn't tempt them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, they didn't, you know, oppose their religion on yeah. their loved ones because they loved everyone equally. Um, so, for instance, so once we do those must-haves, and let's say, again, 80,000 is your, and then let's say it comes up to, you know, 70, then we have 10 for, you know, decor, favors, if it must. But hopefully, like that, the cupcake centerpiece, it was both. So we hit two things in one shot. Um, then we figure that out. Mm-hmm. I just say always go with your must-haves. First, get this up. First. Yeah. And then, of course, you keep in mind the things that you want for decor because then that makes you finagle what your must-haves are on pricing. So I'm hearing, like, between, like, 10 and 20% for decor. Mm-hmm. That's a good That's good a good, good percentage. Good. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like some people go all out. And, well, yeah. And and it's fine if you have the money. Yeah. But then for, <laughs> for those of us who are really trying not to go all out, you know, and still make it look amazing, you know. Um, so 10 to 20% mm-hmm. is a good. Okay. And then you're saying the internet is also, you know, it, are there any particular sites that are, you know, specifically tailored towards weddings that you recommend for, like, For decor? looking for decor? Yeah. Um, to buy decor or yeah, mm, not in particular because a lot of the sites, especially that will give you the budgets, they want you to be a business. Okay, gotcha. So they're looking for wholesale. They're looking for wholesale. Like, so if you have your florist, that's something that a question you might want to ask your florist. Okay. Do you have connections to different wholesale sites to be able to get different products that I need? Mm-hmm. Because uh, um, the florist. Usually, they provide, you know, if you're having a floral centerpiece, the actual vase that sure. goes in it and all that. So if you want a particular type of vase or if you want certain table number and stuff like that, they should be able to get those for you and include that all in a quote. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. so fun, creative centerpieces, non-floral, non-floral centerpieces are a great way to save, you know, on the decor mm-hmm. and just setting, you know, the theme, whatever your theme may be. Yes. Exactly. Okay, cool. So one of the things that's really interesting we didn't get to talk about last time was that I'm doing um, paperless um, the paperless, paperless post? invites. Yeah, so we're using paperless <laughs> posts. So we just, say, we just sent out a couple weeks ago, we sent out our save the dates, mm-hmm. um, and my mom is like, there goes my frugal daughter. But <laughs> but she's like, it's great. It was really cute. And what I love about it is that you can include so much more mm-hmm. in the online paperless post than you could ever include in a paper save the date, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's more interactive. It's more fun. And you can send it out to whoever you want. Obviously, you have to pay something. Yes. But you save a crap load of money speaking my language and (laughs) in doing so you can get creative with it you know you can have a cool photo in there Uh you can have you know links to your wedding website you can have links to your registry if you want which Mm -hmm. is what I did with mine and it's like a a small fraction of the price of what it would cost to send out and we're not even talking about the regular invites because a lot of people mm -hmm. don't realize you have to have save the dates and regular invites and that's the invite is a whole suite Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's a whole suite. So are you in favor of, like, paperless invites and save the dates, or do you go the more traditional route? I go the more traditional route, but this is how I help to budget for you. Save the dates, I feel like it can be. Mm -hmm. The paperless. Okay. Because that's just a, hey, we're getting married type Mm -hmm. deal. And then also with your invitations, what you can also do now to help save, because people forget about postage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the number one thing that they forget. Now, you're like, oh, I spent only, you know, 
2000 or whatever on my invitations and the whole suite. I got a great deal. And now you have to send out this $5 per postage to all your family members. <laughs> Yes. Um, so one way to save is the RSVP cards. Instead of having the RSVP card envelope that you have to stamp as well, then just send them to your wedding website to RSVP. Okay. That's Makes one sense. way. So it cuts costs on actual. So they don't need to send the invite back, back to let to you, you know they're coming. Mm-hmm. Just send them the invitation, put in a link to your wedding website, have them go online and RSVP on their website. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here comes my wonderful other half to <laughs> join us. He's coming in a little late because he had some work stuff to do. But this is perfect. Um, we're talking about our paperless save the dates and invites that we're doing. Um, you don't need those. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. yeah. I know, I know. We, yeah, so we're talking about our paperless invites and save the dates that we're doing. Now, we were a little afraid because his mom and dad are a little more traditional. They're so like, we weren't sure, like, what they would mm-hmm. <laughs> say when they saw these. Like, What did they say? What did they say, Jason? <laughs> uh... I don't know. Let's see. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. That was Broad a private time. roll out. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that they liked, um, you know, I, they liked it because, for example, now they know that it's happening, uh-huh. right? There's a particular date, and uh, there we were, and it's out there for the world. Um, I mean, I, I think in some sense it may be a little bit more traditional as in, um, actually, so I, when I went and I saw my parents, I guess maybe about a week after they went out, um, I came by, you know, I was talking to my dad a little bit, and uh, for the first time, he actually took out the book of um, pictures that they had from when they got married. You didn't tell me this. Yeah, yeah. And I started, <laughs> it's the first time I think I've ever actually seen it myself, oh and my it was gosh, amazing because so they looked so, so young, and we were going through it. And uh, I don't think that, so I guess I say this not because I think that they necessarily had an issue with the paperless post, but I think that one of the things that he wanted to make sure that I kept in mind, which makes a lot of sense, is that, you know, you don't want to make sure that you um, compromise, I guess, the elegance and the importance of the day by trying to, you know, just be able to be cost effective. There's yes. certainly a way to probably do both. But uh, I think that that's one of the things he wanted to make sure I kept in mind because after 36 years, he was you know, able to pull out his book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Wait, there's <laughs> one moment, right? <laughs> He's like, yes. and they're still married, so he hasn't compromised on a lot of cost, at least. Yeah, um, and actually, I don't do this, but a shout out to my parents. Last uh, weekend, they just celebrated their 45th anniversary. Oh, yeah. So. You did not tell me you saw the, the album. That's really sweet. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, so that's interesting. I, I'm of the opinion where I'm a little more, you know, I'm, I'm less formal in that sense. Mm So we're, you know, we're a little different in that sense. Um, his mom actually bought him a book on wedding etiquette. (laughs) So I love her. That is not true. true. She bought four books. Four. That's right. Sorry. My bad. Four books on wedding etiquette. I don't know when we're supposed to read these books, but, um, Yeah. So we're a little different in that sense, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on, because you mentioned this, a must-have, and we were just meeting with our caterer today, okay. the food. Um, as Alicia said, you know, when budgeting, she advises her clients to get the must-haves out the way and budget for those first and then, you know, go down the list of things that are less important. So, But food, obviously, is That's a must-have, right? So, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. 
food is so expensive at weddings. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing yes. how much people will eat. Um, and I know a lot of people who have nothing but food left over at weddings. So I really didn't want to go into the spending, a, you know, a lot of unnecessary money on food. Mm-hmm. But I recognize that's the one area you can't really skimp on. Mm-hmm. However... What, in your opinion, are some ways to make sure that you're not overspending on food? For Mm -hmm. example, how many entrees should you have? How many past hors d'oeuvres should you have relative, you know, to your size of your Mm -hmm. wedding Mm -hmm. and everything? Um, for the most part, for the entrees, you definitely want to cover. You got to think about your guests. So you want to cover if there is a vegan. So you want to have something that can cover vegans and pescatarians and all those different things that people are nowadays. <laughs> um, but then you also want to cover your meat lovers. And then you want your basic. So I always say steak, chicken, and vegetarian option. Okay. To keep it simple. So if you that's actually what we were thinking. And I originally, I love duck. Um, oh, I know. Yeah, you're trying to get expensive. Well, <laughs> originally we were like, maybe duck is great. And then we're like, look at the price difference between duck and chicken. Maybe oh. chicken's well, great. That's, that's not completely true. As soon as she said duck, I knew what that meant. So I just yes, accepted yeah. that. There will be duck. But, there will but be duck. maybe we were thinking maybe dust, just duck for me and then chicken for the rest. Of. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Sometimes you got to talk to your caterer and see what they're able to do and the capacity. So, like, if you – because also it's also an option. You, on your um, RSVP cards, you can ask them what they prefer. That's then true. you know exactly. So let's That's say nice. the steak costs more, but you're like only five people want the steaks. So hmm. do you see, you see yeah, what I'm saying? That's so now, smart. now you're only getting five steaks and instead then of whoever to... doesn't RSVP, they get what they get. They get chicken and they get chicken. <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love it. And because there is literally a ten dollar price difference between the chicken and the duck, and even more between the chicken and the steak. Mm-hmm. So it really does add up per person. We were talking about 180 people yes. at a wedding, and that's a small wedding. I can tell you, my friend from Malawi is coming. She had a thousand people at her wedding. Wait, I have what? no idea how you even feed that many people. So how do I you feel even like really know that many people. She doesn't like, really know. It's just what they do. I think in Malawi. Actually, um, even now as you mentioned that, so you know that sometimes we go to this uh, gala for the Metropolitan Black Bar Association, yeah. right? So we had her maybe about a month ago, and we were really uh, impressed that we were able to get to six hundred people. So yeah. when you say a thousand, yeah, I mean so just bad. double that up. Yeah, but it takes a lot of planning, and beyond that, I just don't know how you feed that many people. You know, so luckily I feel like our size is pretty doable. Yes, that's a I normal. Mean, 150 to 200 is usually normal. Oh, it is. Okay, mm-hmm. because we were trying to keep it in the 130 range, but we were like, that's probably unrealistic when you count plus ones. So, Well, not everybody has to get a plus one. Oh, hey, I like that. So how do you uh, navigate that part of the uh And for those who process. are listening, <laughs> for those who are listening, the plus ones, are the guests that the people you invite bring with them. Yes. So sometimes people want to bring somebody with them to a wedding so they're not sitting there at their table alone. Mm-hmm. But you have to figure that as double the amount of money you're going to spend yes. on the person you invited. Yes. Yeah. And for those who are listening who thought that they were going to be coming as two and you're only going to be coming to this wedding as one, this is how we're going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so this is controversial because some people who are single, they feel like, well, why I got to be at a wedding and try to meet new people and this is that, right? So etiquette-wise, you should allow them plus one, right? Because it makes them feel comfortable, da-da-da. But let's say budget-wise, because mm-hmm. each plate 
increases everything. Sure. It can increase your venue, your favors, centerpieces, because one more person means one more table sometimes. Yeah. You know? Um, so in that figure, that way, when you, like, address the invitation, you address it with the name. So if it's already Mr. and Mrs., you do Mr. and Mrs. If it's, mm. if it's you don't, you know, and you don't give the plus one to everybody. To everyone. So she's saying, like, example, if you're sending out an invitation to Michael Smith and you know he has a wife, you say in the invitation, dear Mr. and Mrs. Smith, mm-hmm. or Mr. Michael Smith and Mrs., if you know he has a girlfriend, and Mrs. Vanessa Gibson or whatever. Yes. But if you know they're single, <laughs> just their for name. your friends who are Rolling Stones or whatever, <laughs> um, then you just address it to that one person. Yeah, because usually you will put, let's say, Michael Smith and guests, mm-hmm. and they kind of know, oh, I get to bring someone. Gotcha. So if you just put Michael Smith, and then let's say sometimes they'll try to RSVP, RSVP two people, then that might be a phone call that needs to happen sometimes. Like, oh, hey, sorry, at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. We're only allowed, We're only inviting you. And another way to let people know if you're doing children or not, you say um, Mr. and Mrs. Michael Smith and family. Okay. And you know, okay, so my kids can come. <laughs> because the difference between a plus one and not having a plus one could be if your guest, if you're, if each plate is eighty five dollars a person, mm-hmm. if you have a plus one. That's eighty five times two. You know, and then if you have two hundred people, then that's eighty-five times two, and then that adds up. Times so this two is times tax times gratuity. Exactly, and that's why this is important. Yeah, yeah. eighty-five dollars per person is usually about one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty per person. Whenever you think is about it, done. say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> eighty-five per person is usually about one ten, one twenty a person. Okay. And that's with tax once you gratuity. Like, once you get the whole number and divide it down, then you're like, no, I didn't pay eighty-five per person. Right? No, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. We actually, we were actually trying to squeeze our caterer earlier today um, <laughs> because we know, we we recognize that, you know, there's all these hidden costs and fees. And so mm-hmm. our way of getting around that is to under, is to lowball our caterer, at least ask for the lower price so that she can cut as many corners as possible because we know there are always going to be extra expenses like taxes, like gratuity. And then mm-hmm. who knows, maybe the day of you got to, you know, run out and get something extra or you realize you don't have enough of something that's mm-hmm. more money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So here's something that we um, we have recently been talking more about and that a lot of people don't think about. Poor Jason, when he engaged, uh, when he rather proposed to me and mm-hmm. when we got engaged, he didn't realize that he would also need to purchase a wedding band. Mm. Um and and that's fine, you know. Yeah, that sounds just redundant. Yeah, he, I mean, he just he got thinks the ring already, it's crazy. So what's the, <laughs> the symbolism of the wedding band? Yeah, mm-hmm. so so this is a great question for guys like him or girls like him. Um, and, and some people don't even get wedding rings or mm-hmm. traditional wedding bands anymore. Um, how do you feel about that, first of all? Are you more traditional? You like the symbolism of the ring and mm-hmm. everything like that? I'm a catch-22. Um I love the glitz and glam. Okay, so as you see my ring, right? Mm-hmm. So this basically is the tungsten wedding band. Okay. It's a different option for metals and stuff. Okay. Cheaper, That's actually. different, yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> and and what I is it called? Tungsten. tungsten. Tungsten wedding band. Yes. So it's metal as opposed it's to like a, a precious... Like... like they can't resize it or anything oh. like that. They would have to like 
um, just make you a new one. Okay, what kind of metal is that? Yeah. It's called tungsten. tungsten. Oh, literally, that's the that's... actual name. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so... hers, for everybody who's listening, hers is actually black. Yes. And you have, and what kind of, you have a black diamond. The black diamond. That's instead. really different. Yeah. Wow. I like um, it. But I want to change mine. Why? It's um, so cute. I like it, and it's different. No, I love it, but I still want to change it. That's why I'm a Catch-22. Okay. But I feel like depending on your budget and what you have, Mm -hmm. it's what's important and what you think is important to your mate. Understood, yeah. Because you don't have to necessarily have a ring. Yeah. I don't wear my rings all the time. Okay. But that doesn't mean I'm not married. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm still married. (laughs) (laughs) So... And I really like it. I mean, Thank it's, you. it's so different, and it's something I've Thank never you. seen before. Is it black opal? I have no idea. It's so gorgeous because my grandma. I loves, just told him I wanted black. I, my grandma has like some black opal jewelry, or whatever. she loves mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah. so cool. So for the um, wedding band, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's the wedding band. Um, do you usually get that on your own, or do you get it together as together. a group? Okay. Oh, well, really? Because we weren't together. sure. Okay. okay yeah, nice. that's fine. Okay, good. It's just the engagement ring. You got to go through right. that by yourself. So but that's you could, way less pressure, actually. Yeah, you could go together. I don't know. And how much, I mean, honestly, how much are men's, like, wedding like bands? 500. So it's appropriate. Yeah. And it's and I'm I feel like it's okay for the woman to buy the man's wedding Of course. Band. Okay, fine. That's Yeah, good. I bought my husband. Yeah. Okay, good. Cuz some people are like, "No, you shouldn't." But So who's going to buy it himself? Good good question. <laughs> hey, I'm actually okay with that cuz at least I'll know what price it'll be. And, <laughs> and I mean, what is like an appropriate? I mean, I guess it just depends on the person when it yeah, comes so to the woman. Yeah, if you want diamonds or if you don't. Like yeah. cuz yeah, some no. That's of course. Everything Something is with nothing on it just to ring yeah because my husband's is the same but just thicker yeah his like that much thicker and that's that's something people don't consider when they're planning their wedding either like in our wedding this is part of our wedding budget like Mm -hmm. the ring so that's something you have to consider all of that the honeymoon yeah oh let's talk about that okay okay (laughs) great i'm glad you mentioned it um, so we're doing what we decided to do is mm-hmm. we decided to forego a traditional wedding registry. Okay. And we're doing the online honeymoon registry. Okay. We feel like we're not gonna use an endless amount of crystal bowls and punch, you know, mixers. Yes. So why not just donate whatever you want to our wedding or rather our honey honeymoon, honeymoon registry. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you you feel like? Because in my opinion, I feel like it pays for itself when you do that. Of course. Okay, good. No, that's genius. Yes. I mean, they have websites for that. Yes, they the do. The fund, I believe it is. It is, and the honeymoon fund, and we, we did ours through the Knot, and mm-hmm. so the Knot has like their own, I guess, like second or third party website that they work with, um, and it's like the most amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Our we actually got contributions already to our honeymoon fund, so it's it's really interesting, and and I just feel like it it is another way to help you know pay for these these. I mean, we want a we want a honeymoon, but we're just trying to get through the wedding first, you know. Yeah, and so and then yeah, that helps you, and even if you didn't book it yet, yes, exactly, because um, we didn't. it gives you <laughs> the budget of what, where you can go, right. And the wonderful thing about these days is they have it so you can, if you if, if guests want to be specific, they can donate to, say, the room charges yes. or, mm-hmm. you know, the... the or excursion. Excursions or, or mm-hmm. adventures or the food or what or massages and different fun mm-hmm. things like that. So I think that's a great idea, personally. Yeah, I partner with the travel agency. 
Um, they're like an all woman, like woman owned travel agency. And she actually has that set up on her website as well. Okay. So that's definitely a thing. Okay. Like, like to do the honeymoon and just, if you want to pay $50, $20, $500, exactly. thousand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think some, some people are even just doing like crowdfunding in general. Mm-hmm. These now I wouldn't go that far. No. Personally. Yeah, yeah. But some people are just like, hey, just help us pay for our wedding. But I feel like this is a classier way of, of doing. Helping. Yeah, exactly. Um, one other thing, because we're getting um, close to the time. But one other thing I, you mentioned earlier, a must have, <laughs> because we were talking about. Dry weddings versus alcohol at weddings. And dry weddings to me are incredibly lame, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. So um, we're obviously going to have alcohol at our wedding. Mm -hmm. So we decided to um, buy our alcohol. Actually, we're not going through our caterer. And the reason for that is our venue is, um, you know, pretty bare bones like we have to bring in the tables and chairs and we mm. have to you know have the everything all the decorations everything we have to bring in ourselves um which can may or may not be cost saving depending on how you do it yeah. we're going to make sure we save but you know it could get tricky when you're doing things yes. like that so this is why this is another way we're saving is by buying our alcohol and buying it wholesale you okay. know and in doing that you know, what did the guy say earlier? Because we just met with the manager of our venue. How much did he quote you on alcohol? Well, I, I mean, what he was saying is that he was going to give back to us with some of it because he doesn't know for sure. Um, but he was thinking, what he had said to me is that typically people may drink, uh, you know, like a drink like every 15 minutes. Two per hour is good. Two per hour, huh? That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, I was like, maybe he just knows my friends really well, but he was like four well, yeah, an hour. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so two per hour is what you normally say. Per guest. Yeah. Okay. But he thought that for, let's say it was something like around 180 people, just kind of ballparking it, mm-hmm. I guess, keeping in mind, you know, you have like the house red, you have the white and uh, I think some champagne and then, uh, you know, a maybe something like vodka and I don't know, another one like tequila or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I guess maybe a couple of cases of, uh, of beer, mm-hmm. um, probably somewhere between like $1,000 and $1,500. Now, does that sound low, high? What do you think about that? Uh, low. Only reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the only reason because for the most part, in my experience, I've dealt mostly with venues or caterers. And they're usually quoting 30 to 50 per person. For alcohol? For open bar. Okay, for open bar. Gotcha. Hmm. So oh, but I, so um, when you say 30 for 50 per person, you mean that they'll come in and they'll bring the alcohol. Themselves. And it will cost them those. Oh, oh, so you're saying that. The caterer just, will bring it in. No, not you guys. So you wouldn't even be, you wouldn't even. So right, you mean so, 30 to 50 in addition to the food yes. per person. So right, that's a lot. But, but Right, but I, I think it's, so it's two different things. So. You're saying that if we told them to get the alcohol, that's what it would be, about $30, 30 to 50 per person. Mm-hmm. But what he was telling us is he would give us the names of certain places or and we would just get it ourselves and bring oh, it so in the day before. Oh, so you're still getting it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're still doing something. So maybe that's part of the reason why. Yeah, because usually that 30 to 50 per person also includes, like, instead of having a corkage fee, because that's what you got to ask your caterer, because you bring it in yourself – Will the caterer charge you a corkage free because who is going to be the licensed bartenders to pass that out mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. and serve your guests? Yeah, that makes sense. So 
before you buy it, ask your caterer because that might be a problem. And then the corkage fee is like five hundred. You're like, oh, you might as well right. just get it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't think we'll run into that problem because um, we kind of like, ironed out. Some but of do the they have the bartenders? Yeah, they yeah. do, and they're and they're okay with without a corkage fee. Well, yeah, not, that's a good caterer. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We we just met with our caterer today and we that's talked about that. Yeah, we the bartenders and the servers and all that are included in whatever the um, the overall cost. And whatever is. you bring in, they're fine with. Oh, yeah, just absolutely. serving it. Yeah, she so was then totally that's open. good. And one of the things we're getting around the open bar thing, because, I mean, open bar is fine. But like you said, one to two drinks per hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure everybody even utilizes all of the alcohol in an open bar. So then you're just left with like tons of alcohol left over that a lot of yeah. times you can't bring back. You know, well, you what... should be able to if you bought it. Well, no, a lot of times you can't. Like Why? some places, some of these whole, that's what our guy told us today, our manager. And it's true. Um, some places don't let you return alcohol. We found Oh, you that. mean return it back to the. Yes, the original. Oh, no, place. yeah, it'll yeah. be just in your house. So you, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and well, that okay. may or may not be a good thing, depending on, you know, <laughs> the person the, keeping it. I so, go to the honeymoon uh, or the next party or something. Yeah. That, so, that'll gifts, figure itself out. You have out. gifts for a year. Yeah, I guess. Right. But it's a lot of money that you yes, could save yes. on by not to. So we're going to do like, um, Signature drinks, since we're doing Harlem Renaissance theme, okay. we're going to do signature drinks, like one or two, uh, I think two or three is what we said, two or three Harlem um, era signature drinks. Okay. During, so it's fun, that way people are like not missing out on alcohol, and it's a creative way to get them like involved. And you know? then keep the theme cohesive. Keep the theme going, okay. exactly, okay. exactly. Um, like yeah, so just... Also, um, one of the things we didn't get to talk about, and I would love to um, talk about in, can we have one minute? Okay. <laughs> Wedding dresses. Yes. These days are incredibly expensive. Yes. Where are the best places you suggest b- brides shop for wedding dresses to not spend? I got quoted, I tried on a dress the other day. It was $8,000 or more. Mm, okay. But it was from a discount, um, discounted place that uses, like, models and sample things and stuff. So it was actually far, far, far less. But where, where would you suggest um, the best places are if you're not trying to spend $8,000 or more on a wedding dress? Um, boutique shops sometimes have great options and also you have to look at the design Mm -hmm. that you want. Um, so for me also you got to look at trunk shows, sample sales. I would say keep an eye out on those things. If if labels are important to you, Mm -hmm. then look for a sample sale. Like Kleinfeld was just having a great one. And their dresses were under a thousand. I went yesterday. They weren't that great. <laughs> yeah, really. To they their weren't. sample cell? Was I went good? to their sample their sample showroom actually, and it wasn't that great. I didn't see anything that I liked. Oh. No, um, and maybe it was because I had a specific style in mind. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's the thing about sample cells. It's, yeah, they're not gonna have. A, a variety. It's going to be the things that are either out of season or really not that popular. Which can be fine. Which can be fine. Yeah, but a lot of style. their stuff was like in tatters kind of thing. Actually, I went to a place called the Glamour Closet in New York City, which is amazing. They mm-hmm. had, I tried on like 15 dresses and oh my God, it was awesome. And I found mm-hmm. some really great choices. So that's another. Um, and they get their stuff from like the runways, the models, all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, off the off the um, showroom, you know, 
uh, mannequin, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And these are, you know, so they're not like brand new, but they're not really pre-owned either. So yeah. it's another way to cut down. What do you think about having your dress designed as opposed to? I like, love it. You do? Okay. okay. <laughs> One of my favorite um, is Pantora Bridal. I don't know if you heard of her. No. She's in Brooklyn. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah. Pantora Bridal. So she has a ready-to-wear collection, mm-hmm. which can be a little bit more affordable, or she has her custom collection. And I believe her custom collections begin a thousand more. So even that, it's wow. still not That's 8, amazing. Because for the most part, when you go to, you know, Kleinfield Bridal and stuff like that, and you get their regular, you know, gowns, it's the name. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That you, you know what I mean? So Pantora, she's a great designer. She has quality gowns. But... You know, it's not as big as Vera Wang yet. Exactly. Yes, because she's coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but so I would say look at designers themselves. Yeah. And just inquire. Because you never know. Yeah, not Local big designs. Names. Yeah. Yeah. We are coming to the end. Um, so This was so great. Um, We got so many great ideas. And I just want to say in um, piggybacking off of that, you can also look at people who are not traditional bridal gown designers, but yes. who do great work. That's yes. the route I think I'm going. Um, So that's <laughs> that's another great option. My mom was like, are you crazy? I'm like, you got to see their work. You know, you got to see their work. And if they see your vision, mm-hmm. you know, and they have great sketches, I'm like, do it. You just need someone who knows how to make a gown. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh my God, Alicia, thank you so much for <laughs> joining welcome. us today. Thank you for having this is so me. so great. I feel like we really learned a lot um, between the RSVPs, the invites, paperless or paper. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Everything. The alcohol, the food. In fact, so I would even say that, Nia, yeah, we just got school. We did get school. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and uh, we needed it because we, we are... We are in the thick of it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Couple more months. All right, Alicia. Well, t- where can people find you um, on social media and online? At Ile Events. So it's I L E E V E N T S. Um, Facebook, Instagram. Really, an Instagram girl. And she is. <laughs> yeah. And then my website is www.ileevents.com. Great. Thank you guys for joining us next time.